Always in the mood for you, no good pa. Yamar? Yamar, the original. The original. I can't remember the guy who does it. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't uh, I didn't put it in the file, so I can't look it up either. You could put that in the file of trivia questions you will never be asked, right? Like you oh, never have to worry about You do not have to worry about who wrote the original Yamar. No. <laughs> the question pop up. Who wrote the original I mean, if you were in, like, Fish Jeopardy, you know what I mean? What is the original song that has been recorded by an artist who took it for himself, and you never think of the original, but that the original is the best of of those songs? You see what I'm saying? Like, So a song that was re-recorded... You know, you could take um, Whitney Houston doing the Do- uh, Dolly Parton song, right, for instance. I, I will always, I will love, always love it. Right. Everybody thinks of that song, they think of Whitney Houston, right? Right. Just like you think of Yamari, you think of Fish. You don't think of the original. What is the best original out there that has been overtaken? Uh, I, 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 it's, I don't know if it's the best that I can give. I just have an example that I know. Uh, yeah, okay. Red, red wine. Red, red wine. So yes. originally done by UB40? No, originally done by Neil Diamond. Oh, right. Okay. Correct. So I don't know that version. Oh, it's awesome. As, as much as I love Neil Diamond, I can't think of the original Neil Diamond red, red wine. It's, I mean, you want to hear it? Well, if we were in the studio, I could hear it, but I can't hear it. Oh, good point. <laughs> we should really figure out how to, to merge that technology somehow. But, yes, you're right. So maybe they're, we'll... They're doing it in other places. They're doing it in other places. So, I mean, I, I don't know what we need to add to do it. So that you can hear uh, what yes. I'm hearing at the Clips, same time. drops. Yeah, I, I think it's just doing Derek the whole... gargling. I just think it's the whole thing through through uh, through Zoom. But we'll, we'll see. I mean, I think we're ready to open the studio back up. It's never looked better, by the way. Never looked better. Totally cleaned, new design. I'm in. I'm in my own personal. There have heaven. been some benefits from the t- pandemic. We can't, you know. Obviously, the the loss of life aside, which is terrible, 
there's definitely some things that, you know, come out of things of, of this nature. For instance, my love of uh, German soccer. Of sure. All Who would have How thought did... the Bundesliga? Of and it, Nick, Nick is asking me about questions about uh, German soccer teams first thing in the morning. <laughs> of course, you said Wolverhampton. You meant Wolfsburg. That game was on. That was but it's that's okay. the uh, EPL. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. The, the EPL. But now the uh, Bundesliga has. As a full slate at 930, I got the uh, got Bayern Munich on over here over my shoulder. Absolutely. And they have uh, one of the best Canadian players of all time, Alfonso Davies, uh, who's only 19 years old and won the Bundesliga Rookie of the Year. He is the highest ever transfer from a major league soccer team to Europe. So Bayern Munich bought him from the Vancouver Whitecaps for about $16.5 million, immediately started playing him, and the guy won Rookie of the Year. He's the fastest player in the Premier League. So... Some, somebody to look out for. Like, I know World War II happened at this point, you know, 80 years ago. But for some reason, like all things German, I just usually I'm like, eh, you know, I, I don't. <laughs> Did you ever hear Norm you know? McDonald's routine about Germany? <laughs> no. He's like, there's only one country that scares me. He's like, I don't know who amongst you are historians or history buffs, but it's the country of Germany. And I'll tell you why. Germany decided to go to war once. And who did they choose as their opponent? The world. And they almost won. <laughs> and then 30 years passed, and again, Germany decided to go to war. And once again, who did they choose to fight? The world. Now, at the this world. point, you would think... <laughs> it's like, and they really almost won that time. <laughs> like, you would think the world would get together and be like, take care of that in 30 seconds. But no, <laughs> Germany won. He's like, you'd, you'd think at this point, the world would say to Germany, hey, you're not a country anymore. You, you don't get to be a country anymore. They don't get a military, do they? Yeah, they get a do military. They, have, they but, do have a military? Uh, yeah, but I, 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 think thought, it's, I think it's mostly like a defense force. Uh, they're, like, can, J can Japan have a military? Didn't we? No. Wasn't that part of the deal? Yeah, no, they don't, they don't have a military. <laughs> they don't get, they don't get a military. Or their military. Yeah, they have like a defense force, but that's about Which it. Which worked out for them because they put all the resources into technology and mass producing our inventions, and they've been very successful at Until it. Until China comes knocking on the door, so <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll see how those resources play out. Um, anyway, uh, welcome to episode 167 of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. You're, supposed, you're always supposed to qualify it so people know what they're tuning into as opposed to just even, random Even fish in today's day and age of media where we're so fragmented, it's, it's not like I'm turning on the AM dial and getting... You never know. I got an FM transmitter here, dude. So, right, you know, it's, it's possible sure I might just randomly point. put this out onto the shore for the for the folks out there with my uh, best selection of German I mean, football commentary. Sure, and uh, I'm pretty sure the thousands it. of people tuning in each week are tuning in and finding us because they know it is the Quizzo Trivia podcast. But yes, it is always nice to welcome them. Yes, absolutely. I, I have to do it every week just for my own sanity. So I know what I am listening to um, <laughs> on, you know. My podcast streams. So, uh, oh, I, I have a, I got gem upon gem upon gem for you this week, Nick. This is not a bad oh, week. This is a, this is a week of thought out, good conversational trivia to welcome back all of our venues that are starting up and and uh, the the world at large, which is opening up just as we hit record numbers of COVID cases on a single daily basis, which makes the last three months just so worth it. On so many fronts. So let's uh, get to this one. In the I 19th thought this was the plan for the start. Isn't this how they planned it from the start? So then when this wave came through, we'd already gone through the first wave, and now the hospitals are all ready for it? Is that what they said? 
I think so. I know the governor in New Jersey said yesterday that we are having a school in September, Drew. So as far as I'm yeah. concerned, this pandemic is over. So you're ready to tell your kids, wear a mask. You got to deal with it. I don't have to wear a mask at home. You got to wear a mask at school. So, yeah. Uh, I, I thought masks were optional. No. From what I read. Uh, well, I, I, I don't know that optional is the right word, but they there's a lot of guidelines in there. So we're going to see what happens. But, uh, you know, it's dangerous. It's it's. Does uh, your daughter have any issue wearing a mask? Yeah, she doesn't like it. Mask? No, nah. she'll wear it when she has to. But y- you got to get the right mask. You got to get a very comfortable cloth mask that, that's easy. You know what I mean? If you put yeah, one that's of these what my kids have. That's bulky what my kids have. things with, uh, with the yeah, rubber nah. bands and the, uh, and the nah, ventilators. They have cloth. So, right, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah just, they have cloth. You know. Um, I right. wear cloth. I wear cloth. They wear cloth. It's, again... Do what you're supposed to do, folks. Make your decisions in life. Do what you're supposed to do. I wear a mask on Monday. It's Monday is mask day. Monday is mask day. I go Monday and I go to all my stores to, and, and all my supply for the week. One day. Yep. I go out Monday morning. Monday you know, mask day. I like that. I wear a mask from 10 o'clock till noon on Monday morning and I get all my supplies for the week. Yamar is now your mask. Your mask. Your mask. Your mask. Your mask. <laughs> You no good mask. All right, here we go. Question number one for you in the Quizzo Trivia Podcast General Knowledge. Just a great question, even if it's an easily gettable question because it's a great topic. In the 1970s, Nick, what fad centered around college students running naked? Streaking. <laughs> you got to start off the summer with streaking, right? Yeah, do you know I was once arrested in paddy wagons? For streaking? In Syracuse, yeah. Yeah, uh, not only do I remember that, I also remember the unfortunate incident of some tattletale girl from your hometown running to her mommy to show that article yes. to your mommy. Yes, I, I forgot <laughs> about that. Yes. I figured that's I would Lori remind Bo- you because that's uh, one of my favorite Lori stories Grabowski. of all. Yeah, there you go. What's her name? Get get it on get it in the history books. Lori tattletailed to her mommy who works with my aunt. Yeah. <laughs> you know your so, you yeah, know your nephew you. was arrested for streaking, right? I listen, yep. I admired that. <laughs> I was it's it's amazing the, uh, the things that are well, you know what was admirable? If anybody knew what the weather was like that night. Not good. And that was, <laughs> that was not a good night. In the yeah, winter. That was yeah. Syracuse in the winter after a heavy <laughs> night of drinking <laughs> and, and fraternity hijinks. By the I way, this happened. Wasn't after a heavy night of drinking, I would say it was during. During a heavy night, night of drinking. How I would. If you've ever been to Syracuse University, folks, they have a fraternity row and sorority row that's right next to each other, like house after house after house after house, and somewhat of a park in between them. I don't know if you'd call it a park, but it was parkish. We play uh, stickball in the park. Yeah, yeah it's a it was, park, yeah, but it's not like yeah. a big park. It's enough to play stickball. Right. It's, it's, but it was a home run if you hit your house. Like, so it wasn't like, a, no. you know. Yeah. It's, you know, a, it's it an incredible feet. spot, but when it gets out of control, it is something to behold. And that night, folks, it was out of control. <laughs> I, but Drew, I, back, back me up on this. In all the years at Syracuse, sure. I think I saw that paddy wagon like three times in, yeah. in four years. Maybe. Yeah, I ran about thirty feet, and that paddy wagon like made a right hand turn right on. The, and it was like, what? like what? I, I, I didn't. I don't know how that happened. Unbelievably bad. It was very bad. But you was, literally, you were, you were literally like Talk the wrong place time. at the wrong time. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I, I'm saying like 
99 out of 100 times. You know that song, Right Place at the Right Time? Yeah, you were like, the opposite like, of that. Man. You were the wrong yeah, that, place that at like, the wrong that time. That was really bad timing. But I love the fact that it started in the 70s. Like, that's a protest thing. It's like, yeah, cops, you want to beat me to death or shoot me for, you know, protesting the Vietnam War? I'm going to take my clothes off and run. <laughs> What's your favorite uh, streaking in pop culture? Uh, clearly, it's Will Ferrell. In, yes. uh, <laughs> we're going streaking. One of the greatest. And when he has to get oh, into cool. that car naked car with all with of her friends, friends, it Frank, is the funniest the thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And he's just sitting oh, there like, nice. you know, shriveled. What was his line? We're, we're going, going streaking. It's yeah, like there's a whole group of people behind me. We're going streaking. <laughs> no one was behind him. He was alone. We're going up to the, up to the quad and around. The, <laughs> <laughs> he's just jogging naked. Yeah, old school is an underrated classic. It, it really is. You know, you're my boy, Blue. Oh, it's it, it, it's you know, eighty year old. It's one of the only comedies. It's one of the only comedies. Not Luke Wilson eighties that I like. That Luke Wilson. Put it on uh, one hand. How many? Yeah, yeah, it's Luke Wilson. Yeah, I, I, that's a good one. All right, so that's that's getting your 167 off to the right start, Nick. All right, uh, let's see. J.D. Power. You familiar with this? Yeah, a motor car or something. Yes, or they, rank, they, they rank 32 cars. major brands in automotives. Right, I read that Tesla just got crapped on. Like, well, there you, I was going to say, who came in last? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't believe that for a 32. second. I just don't believe it for a second. It's an inside job. I mean, come on. Dude, every owner of a Tesla I've ever spoken to swears by it. It's like driving a, a machine from the future. Well, that was your you, you say you want you want one of those. So I just let you know. At 32 out of 32 is where it, it ranks. It's also, by the way, the first power. time they've ever been uh, included into the list. How long have they been a company? So, explain that to me. It's it's uh did you see what this guy is now doing with this balloon? Have you heard about this? He's got another thing going on. <laughs> yeah, he, he's not, obviously not worried about his car company ranked 32 out of 32. Clearly not. Uh, he's got a balloon now that he's going to he's, he's making, right? Of course he is. All right. So for 100 I want to say the cost is uh, for $125,000. So Obviously, that can eliminate much of the population from being a potential client. <clears throat> now you have to find somebody who's willing to go up in this balloon. And it is, uh, it's essentially a hot air balloon, but souped up. That goes 19 miles in the air. That's another Norm McDonald classic. He's like, uh, hot air balloons do not make a lot of sense to me. He's like, it seems like there's countless number of ways you can die when you light a fire under a floating object <laughs> that just guides at the sky, and only one way you can survive, <laughs> right? Very slim chances of making back down, but a lot of ways it can go wrong. So uh, for $125,000, would you take a balloon ride 19 miles up into the sky? No. No, me either. <laughs> like I said, that's, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I wouldn't have interest in that if it was offered for me for with. free. But what, 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 this is what this guy is busy with? I don't understand. Well, listen, SpaceX is a remarkable achievement and what he's doing there. And he's about to launch, by the way, beta testing for the fastest worldwide internet system ever created. You know, he launched 32 uh, satellites into space, right? So <clears throat> I just realized my mic has been at a terrible angle. So, folks, if you just hear me a lot clearer now, I apologize. 
you'll get the rest of the uh, Quizzo podcast, the last 45 minutes in better audio. Um, but yeah, he uh, so he just launched 32 satellites into space, and he's covering the entire world with broadband internet that's going to be available for beta testing uh, in a month or two. And it's going to be the fastest internet ever put on the planet. So, so will I be able to finally get rid of Comcast? Yeah. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Yeah. And it'll come from the sky, and you won't have anything like it that exists currently. He, he did it basically based on his gaming obsession, like having the fastest, you know, times for games because everything's timing out, whatever. It, it is. Th- uh, think he's about a gamer. Yeah. Think he's about a gamer. Yes. Think he's about video games. Yes. Think about the fate of the world on this guy's shoulders. He's got the 32nd out of 32nd ranked car company. He's busy with hot air balloons. Fate of the world on gaming. his shoulders. He's uh, come on. What fate of the world? People look at this guy as like the, our current genius. Like, what do you think of the current genius right now? Who is the guy that people point to? They point to this guy. I'm not saying that he's in, should be in that realm. I'm saying that he is. Yeah, I don't think there I is. I wouldn't put I, him there. I, I don't think there is one. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, that's, it used, well, that's it used to be saying. Gates. For it used to be Zuckerberg. Like, clearly, that's not the case now. Most people are accusing Bill Gates of orchestrating this entire pandemic. <laughs> yeah, so he can vaccinate us all right. so we can't re- reproduce. It's exactly exactly right. It, uh, Zuckerberg, to me, never was a, 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 anywhere near the genius that people like, – he stole an idea and wrote a program that people, you know, fell for. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, like, it's, yeah, that's uh, – careful, careful. They have a very wide audience. <laughs> Um, I, you know I don't like Zuckerberg. Well, I don't know if he's uh, I don't know if he's a genius or not. He's I know he's done incredible things, and we'll see where it goes. But yeah, yeah, he's he's uh, he's all over the place. With but people say that about me and the things that I do, uh, but I'm very focused. I have a plan in my head, and I think he has a plan in his head. So you know, it's just a matter of. Uh, uh, I'm just saying, if you think of how that's all going to manifest ask, itself, you know, most people who is the current like genius out there innovating technology, right? But whatnot. like, so you want the guy to just stick to one thing, or do you want him to have a more cohesive plan? Now, I agree, the balloon. No, I want him to revolutionize balloon- travel. That's what I want yes. him to do, Drew. I want him to come up with a way to revolutionize travel, so I agree. we don't have traffic jams. And I all agree this completely. I believe he's working on things, and but fossil fuel being dependent on oil. That, that's what I want him to do. I, I want agree. Him to focus on that. I don't want him recording Hammurabi rap. I don't want him or, you know, Harambe. <laughs> yeah, rap. Right, Sorry. Right. I don't want to follow up to R.I.P. Harambe. Yeah, it that's, could be R.I.P. Hammurabi, like the code. You know, we could go the 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 new new verse. Um, all right. So what do you got for me? All right. We, I'm surprised or that was the question weird Al Yankovic has not come up with R.I.P. What, what is it? Har- Har- Hammurabi. Hammurabi. <laughs> yeah. that, that's a weird Al song waiting to happen. It really is. It's uh, It was a Freudian slip that seemed to work out in my favor somehow. An eye for an eye. Is that Hammurabi? <laughs> yes, tone, that's absolutely if I'm not right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> he was a very uh, brutal leader. First one to lay down the law, so to speak. Um, all right. This is, uh, you know, one of these 50 50s that just drive you nuts because, you know, stalactite, stalagmite type uh, stuff. So, oh, yeah. I'll ah, give you this ah, longitude or latitude. Which lines oh, this, run this, east west? This one I know, and I'm going to teach people how to never get this wrong. Nice. I like when you come up with there's those. a way. There is a way to. I know one this. about horizontal and vertical to teach people. I could give you that next. There, there is, a, there is a way to remember this, and people will, you'll never get this wrong. So, what is your question again? So Which can, lines run east-west? The ones that run east-west are latitude. That is correct, Nick. And this is how you remember it. Think of climbing a ladder. 
right? Right. A ladder with it, latitude and ladder. They sound alike, right? Okay. And that's it. Like a ladder goes side to side, you know, if you're climbing a ladder. the That goes north-south. That's a terrible example. Eastward. No, no, no. A ladder is up. To, I'm talking about a ladder like the steps on a ladder when you go up a ladder. Yeah. You have to climb the steps. Well, that's like latitude. It's like Okay. I, I, I can see that. I just go with. Uh, you picture a ladder. You picture they're going across. Yeah, that's true. When I think of the word longitude, I think of north-south simply because long is top to bottom versus wide, which is, is how I think of latitude. But uh, horizon and or, or uh, horizontal and vertical, right? People sometimes get that, uh, especially at a young age. Horizontal ends at the horizon. The horizon ends at the sun. So if you think of like a horizon, that's a flat versus vertical. Yeah, horizon right. and horizontal. Makes right. sense. Yep. So there's a there's your yeah, nobody ever mixed devices. up the vertical horizon, right? <laughs> well, I like the vertical. We we recorded a lot of vertical horizon shows. You realize that we did an entire vertical horizon tour once. <laughs> yeah, is, was it vertical horizon when we were um, we were working with Disc Live with Mark Cuban's yeah, company? Yeah, I'm trying to think of if that. You know what? I have something that I was going to say, but I'm not going to say it. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. I'll tell you about it later. Okay, fair enough. No. The answer to that <laughs> I is... I had a memory. The answer is I'm no. Passing. This was a different uh, different time period. I'm just saying. I, I'm passing. Passing I'm on that memory. memory. All right, let's move on. Uh, what we get, Do you have anything left in general knowledge? I could take one more. And yeah, I got it. one for you. Uh, I'll give you the year if you want the year. Uh, what was the first non-human to be named Time Magazine Man of the Year? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you. I'm gonna give it the year to the audience. Take the year. I, I'll take the year. 1982, first non-human named Time Magazine Man of the Year. Et the extraterrestrial. What a champion of of political savvy he was. Um, was it a computer? You got it. I mean, 82. The computer. Seems, yeah, the personal Nicely computer. Done. I was like uh, looking for a racehorse. I was hoping you were going to give me like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. the, the racehorse is is the answer to the first Sports Illustrated yes. man of the year. Yeah, right? non-human. <laughs> it's like Secretary. how bad was sports this year, folks? We gave it to a horse. <laughs> well, there's only been one secretariat, right? I mean, really. I, I know, but still, man, it's a horse. So you had a <laughs> lot of humans competing in actual sport. This horse was running against horses. I I guess 76 wasn't a big year in sports. I I guess not. Um, All right, let's move on to sports. How's that sound to you? Okay. All right, um, here's my first question. Barry Bonsnick has the most home runs as a left-handed hitter in baseball history. Who is number two among lefties? Hmm. Wow. You gave me a, a kick in my gut last week about the second place uh, most strikeouts from the left side of the plate. Well, I said it was hard. I didn't yeah, I say I, I, the, fir- the first one you would know, and then the, the second one was really hard. I know, uh, but I, I felt like in re-listening to that, I stumbled on getting the set. Like it was the last name that came into my head, and it should have been one of the earlier ones. Yeah, um, he's just very forgettable. He, Jim he really Tony's is. Career is extraordinary forgettable. Now I heard from people I think it was like all week. Philly at one point. Yes, what, yes. I heard from I heard from my crowds live for the first time this week, and they were like, "Yeah, man, every time he was up for the Phillies, home run strikeout, home run strikeout." Well, you know what? I also think later in his career is really when he became 
so feast or famine. I think earlier, like when he was with the Indians, he was just a beast. When yeah, he, was he with batted the Indians, like two eighty seven. That's right, he, he right, wasn't right. Like, yep. Yeah, he, he wasn't terrible. Oh uh, man, why am I having a hard time with this question? I am going to answer with confidence. With confidence, if I'm wrong, I'll be pissed. I Let's like put with it confidence. Down. That makes me happy. George Herman. Woo! Excellent job. Excellent job. George Herman. And last name, because I don't know if people know uh, if you got that correct fully. Bambino. Yes, he was George Herman Bambino. Italian. <laughs> Babe Ruth. We'll claim him. Yeah. Any guess at, really, g- g- Give me him. Any me guess him. at uh, the next two on the list after George Herman Ruth? Next two lefties. They're both top 10. I'll give you that. Which is cool because six, it's almost even, right? So six lefties, or, or four lefties, th- uh, six righties on this list. No switch hitters, huh? Nope. So I wonder if Mantle is still number one among switch hitters. I believe he is. Let's see where he ranks on this list. Mickey Mantle's 18th. That's it's unbelievable. Uh, I'll tell you something about the steroid era. I'm just, is there any switch hitters that have hit more home runs than Mantle? Because he, he used to be the. No, he's the first switch hitter on this list. He's, he's the first switch hitter. Yep. Okay, yeah. All right, so he's still the right answer to that question. Yes. I don't know. Let's see who's anybody close to him. Who's the next? All right, so is. The next guy was Eddie Murray, 27th on the list. He has 500 home runs. He's the only other guy with 500 home runs. That are switch hitters? That are switch That's hitters. That's a great 10 points each. Yep. Talk about a guy whose career just, like, Eddie Murray. He's awesome. 21 seasons, like, just rock solid, Eddie Murray. Rock but at no solid. point in time was I like, oh, my gosh, if the Mets had Eddie Murray. Well, he was terrible. Uh, he's on terrible teams basically his whole right. career. I think he played with Play on the, the, Orioles. the Orioles. Yeah, and I used <laughs> to go see him. A wasteland of 1977 uh, to 98 or to 97. I mean, that's pretty amazing. So they had that good year. In he did the play with 80s. the Mets, by the way, twice. Yeah, two years. There you go. Very, very unforgettable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unforgettable. Uh, all right, so I need another. I, the, the obvious one is to me is Ken Griffey Jr. Is that is correct. He's number three. Number three with 630 home runs. So there's another lefty that's got more than 630 home runs. No, no, no. Less than 630 because he's eighth. Griffey's three. Uh, Griff- Griffey's three among lefties. This guy's four among lefties, but he's top 10 total. So you got uh, your three. On. Barry Bonds, Babe Ruth, Ken Griffey. Who's four? Oh, 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 oh. Who's next on the list? Who's next on the list, correct. The only other guy in the top ten that's a lefty. And then it's, uh, there's six righties. Is it uh, Tomey? It is. Jim Tomey. Right, yes. Nice job. Right. Nice job. Ooh. Absolutely. Right behind Griffey. He's 18 home runs behind Griffey. 6-12. Wow. Yep. All right, man. I think I came out of that one. Now, how about this? There's one guy in this list still playing baseball in the top 10. Of all-time home runs? It's all-time home runs still playing baseball. Well, the first guy that comes to mind is Albert Pujols. Well, that would be because he is the guy. 
Number six right. on the list. Six fifty six and counting. Rock solid on that, this man. You, Woo. You, you you did it <laughs> flying colors all the way through. What can you Both say? Both sides just, of the plate. Just destroyed the home runs. So it's a great list. I mean, like, this is the who's who. You know, A-Rod, Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, Barry Bonds, Willie Mays, Pools, Griffey, Tommy, Sosa, Frank Robinson. Frank Robinson's underrated. Well, the, the hardest part for me is trying to visualize what side of the plate, like, Willie Mays is hitting from. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, because right. like you didn't watch him. As live. much as I know about Willie Mays, it wasn't like in my red. Just like, all right, he's a righty. Dude, or he's a the guy player. that's number thirteen on this list is the most out of place human being I have ever seen on a list in my entire life. This this top twenty is the who's who of baseball, except this dude at number thirteen. Like, how are you even all in right, this ready? conversation? Ready? Go ahead. Rafael Palmeiro. You got it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you got it. You fireworks, baby. Fire- fireworks. He's Harmon Killebrew ahead of him, Reggie Jackson behind him. Rafael <laughs> <laughs> like, Palmeiro. Right. I mean, a guy who just, Mike Schmidt, Man Ram, David Ortiz are on that list. Jimmy Fox, Willie McCovey, Frank Thomas, Ted Williams, <laughs> Rafael Paul Merrow, the stash. There you go. That is, I'll tell you what, he should be in the Hall of Fame for mustaches, though. He and Keith Hernandez plaques the Hall of Fame of mustaches. We got to do that. We the need a Hall of Fame of mustaches. He had a mustache, you know, 10 years after you were supposed to have a mustache. Well, that's like that's when, when Tom Selleck was rocking his mustache, that's one thing. Right. This was 15 years afterwards. Right, it was almost like Tom Merrow was a young nobody. boy watching Magnum P.I. saying, one day I will have a stash like that. That's yeah, true. When you were wearing Magnum P.I. shorts and sporting that mustache <laughs> in 1982, that's one thing. But doing it in 97, now that's courage. It really is. It's like wearing a mullet now. Yep, absolutely. All right, go for it. 15 years after the date. All right, sports. Uh, true or false, NASCAR's first weekend without the Confederate flag went without a hitch. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm pretty sure there was a massive controversy that uh, occurred uh, with them finding a noose for Bubba Wallace, and then it, the FBI investigated, and it was already put there well, a year ago. Became, that's what became the big story. And first of all, how does the FBI have footage of that garage being installed? Like, talk about not a good time to commit crimes in America. The FBI somehow had footage of that garage being installed with that rope. Like, are you kidding me? Well, they what they had was the security footage around the track, which is uh, recorded and, and the data is backed up. I mean, it's, that's pretty. It's, it's not, you know, if you asked but for if you asked for security footage scene, from a year ago, it was from. Yeah, it's from it a year from, ago. Right. So if you ask right now for the security footage from Hard Rock Casino from two years ago, they have it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You, you could go look at the saying. Casino 4 from two years ago on this day and and hang around and see who was there and get and do facial recognition. I mean, do you want to answer questions about where were you two years ago? I know I don't want to, so that, that's all I'm saying. Um, but anyway, that became the story, became that, that horrible story that somebody had done that. But to me, did you see Sunday? What happened? No. Now, the race was Monday. No, I did not. On Sunday, they had a parade outside of the venue because you know how it's like nascar weekend it's not just the one day of the race they have races and all they had a parade of confederate flags on sunday oh awesome 
celebrating the Confederate flag. By the way, uh, Nick, what has lasted longer, uh, legalized gay marriage or the Confederacy? Uh, legalized gay marriage. That would be correct, Nick. What has lasted longer? Like, I mean, you could go down a list. The The Vancouver Grizzlies lasted longer than the Confederacy. The Atlanta <laughs> Thrashers lasted longer than the Confederacy. Yeah. It, it, this is to, not like, it, this is not some, uh, you know, huge history of proud tradition that went on for decades. It was like y- you rebelled because you wanted to keep people slaves. You got your asses handed to you after everybody died, and you lost. Like, there's nothing to celebrate. There's no, no so history you're, you're saying the people that are fighting for a free Tibet have more to go on than... <laughs> than uh... I just I think it's like you're desperate to be racists and you're desperate to try to point to some way to justify it like okay just be racist we all know you're racist you don't have to hide behind some ridiculous argument it was just, just I just knew something was going to happen at NASCAR last weekend and it was they I mean when they had the parade on Sunday I was like, like you got to be kidding me and then they managed to make national news the next day. It's fantastic. But, um, well, I'm glad. I'm right, glad America is doing so well with with everything and and our history. Like I, I'm going to say this in every podcast: history is bad people versus worse people. It is not good people versus bad people. Just oh well. Did you hear that they were that. talking about taking down the uh, uh, Mount Rushmore? Oh sure, of course. You know, it's only a matter of time. Let's tear that down. Well, if you. Study history, you will realize that every single person who you've ever heard good things about had terrible flaws. Every person who's ever achieved anything there? also had <laughs> terrible flaws. How do you think they got there on the backs of somebody else, right? Uh, you know, <laughs> the, the history uh, of humanity is bad people versus worse people. That's it. It's, it's that simple. If you want to, you know, you can come at me with whatever comments you want, but like people are flawed. That's just the reality of it. They always have been. They always will be. And like I said, what will the millennials think of us? Why would I care? (laughs) Uh, All right. What position did Jackie Robinson play? Uh, Jackie Robinson played second base, Nick. There you go. Nicely done. Yes. I I could name the entire 1955 starting lineup. I know that's a wheelhouse for you because you love the Brooklyn Dodgers. Yeah, Pee Wee Reese was the shortstop. People confuse him as a later in his career. He he played a little bit of third and and messed around at first as well. But he was primarily a second baseman. So what college? Gil did Hodges he go to? the first baseman. Gil Hodges was the first baseman. You had uh, Roy Campanella behind the plate. Roy Campanella behind the plate. You had Duke Snyder in the outfield. You had Carl Farillo in the outfield. Um, there's two guys I'm forgetting. Uh, but that was the core of the team, and then you had. I'm trying to think of the third baseman. That's who I'm missing out on right now. Um, I I kind of remember like I'll uh, I can think about it. I don't know. There's somebody, there's somebody I'm missing. Um, who are the two aces? Oh, pitching wise. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, in the '55 team, uh, Newcomb was the best pitcher. Uh, Koufax was very young. Everybody always knows Koufax, Koufax, Koufax. But uh, uh, they also had a pitcher named Johnny Padres who was incredible. Um, God, uh, the, the, the guy that taught me how to throw a curveball, Clem Labine. He was a relief pitcher, though he wasn't a stud. Um, but is there somebody you're thinking of that I, that I didn't mention? 
was Drysdale on that team? Uh, Don Drysdale was Drysdale. On that? I don't know. Um, I don't. The know. guy that's killing me is the uh, the third baseman. Because that that's something I, I, I thought I would know. Um, all right, hang on a second. Let me pull it up. I'll get their roster. I don't want to cheat, but I'm done. I'm done trying to jog my memory from a team that was 30 years. I know Don Hoke was on that team. Yeah, he was a third baseman. Don okay. Hoke. Don Hoke. So was it's a third Don Hoke. That that was that yeah. was the guy but, but, I, I was. But that year, Jackie Robinson definitely played third base some. Um, because they, they, they had a. Who's the other guy? Uh, Gilliam. Jim Gilliam. Jim Gilliam uh, also played second base. So, okay. So that was uh, that was the other guy. All right. Let me, let me, hold on. Da, 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 what da, position da. did Lasorda play? Hang on a second. Two seconds away from him. All right. Here's baseball reference. Okay. So Campanella, Hodges, Gilliam, Pee Wee Reese, Jackie Robinson, Sandy Amaros. That was the left fielder that I forgot. Duke Snyder in center. Carl Farillo in right. Uh, on the bench, you had Don Hoke, Don Zimmer. So he played, uh, you know, he managed forever. Uh, Rube Walker, Frank Kellert, George Shuba, Dixie Howell, uh, Walt Morin, Bob Borkowski, and Bert Hamrick. That was the team. The pitching staff was Newcomb, Carl Erskine, Johnny Padres, Bill Lose, Clem Labine, Carl Sooner, Russ Meyer, Roger Craig, Don Besent, Ed Roebuck, Sandy Koufax, Jim Hughes, Joe Black, Chuck Templeton, and Tommy Lasorda. Guess what year Don Drysdale joined the team? 1956. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> 9 time All-Star. That's, Don Drysdale. That's, that's the guy you're thinking year. of. One year. <laughs> and Walter Alston was the manager. Yeah, that's that's my dad's favorite team ever, you know, the one that ah, finally the beat the Yankees. Yeah, as, as, one World Series, 4-3. One World Series, four games to three over the New York Yankees at Yankee Stadium. Does it and get better it than made that? Every, it made it all worth it. Yeah, <laughs> it really thing. did. The only thing that could have been better maybe was the Red Sox beating the Yankees in that incredible comeback at Yankee Stadium and just demolished them the last game. Like, I remember that last game, like, uh, I feel like Johnny Damon hit a grand slam in, like, the second inning. <laughs> the score was, like, 8 nothing before you turned around. Uh, that was fantastic. All right, what do you got for me in, in sports? That was good. good shout-down memory lane there. With the Dodger. Oh, that was your question. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was my question. All right. Uh, GrandPrix.com is the home of what race series, Nick? Formula One. Yes. Boom. We go race for race. I gave you. You gave me a question. I gave you, and you nailed it. Yeah, I know very little about uh, auto racing, but yep. but that's the Grand Prix. Get yeah, that Formula right. One Grand Prix. Yep. Excellent job. All right. Um, I'm ready to put a cap on sports unless you got something else for me. I'll throw one more at you. Where did Doug Flutie throw his 1984 Hail Mary pass? Where? Boston College? Doug... Like, where was it? Like, what field or what? where against who? You can give me the city or the name of the stadium. I don't care. Uh, so the Orange Bowl? Maybe it was against Miami? You got it. At the Orange Bowl. Wow, you, you almost got that wrong. You, like, backtracked. You said Boston College, and then you... Well, I didn't ask. understand what you were asking. I thought you meant what... 
like who was he with oh, when he threw? He yeah, on? yeah. I thought yeah, you were asking yeah, yeah. who was he with when he threw the pass. So I, I knew it was uh, you know BC versus Miami. I don't know that I knew that it was in Miami for sure, but I figured. Yep. You know. He was at the Orange Bowl in Miami. So I mean, people who don't know the answer, I think will play it safe and go to you know Boston. But people who know they played against Miami might take a shot at it. And yeah, I've watched we'll that game. That's uh, that was an interesting game. Flutie is incredible. He, he really, like, you know, you look at uh, Kyler Murray, and I feel like everything Flutie had, this guy's got plus. So Yeah, I'm kind of loving Kyler Murray. I have a little bit of a... Him with D-Hop, dude. Oh, my gosh. I'm dude, these conversations are for off the air. Let's put it this way. I already took the seven and a half that the Niners are laying in week one. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, well, get get on the over for the Cardinals because the the odds for them to make the playoffs are still very high in terms of playoffs. Well, they're in such a tough div- – I mean, that that division, every team is good. Yeah, yep. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Uh, all right, let's see. Moving on to <laughs> geography history. Straight geography history for you. Family show. True or false, Nick, there is a town in North America named Dildo. That sounds like a true. <laughs> you imagine if it wasn't? <laughs> I put that in there. <laughs> I just made that up. Yeah. Guess, uh, care to guess what country dildo is in? Yeah, it sounds like something the Canadians would do. Dildo is in Canada. That is yeah. uh, 100% <laughs> correct. <laughs> Go visit. <laughs> I think that is absolutely fantastic. I love Canada, man. You, you, know, I'm, you know I'm getting to be more of a fan by the day. But the fact that they got a town to visit named Dildo. Fantastic. What's that town in uh, the UK that they're starting that soccer camp? What's that town called? Knobs. What was it? Knobs. Uh, Knoblick. Knobs Lick. <laughs> <laughs> Knob Lick. Yeah. Knob Lick is in the United States, dude. That that's oh, not that's in, in the US. Yeah, he he said oh, it, he, the joke was that he his uh, English coach wanted to start a camp in Knoblick because in in the UK those terms don't mean the same thing. Anyhow. <laughs> oh, that's why I assumed that that place was not in the United States. <laughs> that is correct. All right, what you got for me? Who was the first Navy veteran to become the U.S. president? Ooh. Who was the first John F. Navy- Kennedy? You got it. Wow. I knew he was in the Navy, and I didn't know anybody else that was in the Navy. <laughs> so. Well, it just seems like. The Navy's been around since the beginning. Isn't it surprising that no Navy? Yeah, it's like I just know there's all of these Army generals. No one was ever like Admiral Stockdale, President of the United States. You know what I mean? But I knew Kennedy was in the Navy. So, I mean, I wonder if before the 60s or, you know, whatever, I wonder if there was like a separation between Navy and Army where people saw the Army as being more than the Navy. I don't know. Yeah. Do we know that? I have no idea. Um, Oh, this is a good one. What? Uh, state became the first after the 13 colonies to be admitted into the Union. Who was our 14th state? All right. So, I think I know this. I think I know this. Let me just start by doing this exercise to save people time. If the state is not in New England, tell me I'm wrong. The state is in New England. Okay, so I got to narrow down. I didn't think it was one of the southern states that jumped in. Or, all right, so 
I got to think of the original 13. I know Massachusetts is in there. I know Connecticut is in there. So I'm left with New Hampshire, Vermont, and Maine. I'm going to say all 14 is Vermont. Vermont is all yes. 14. Woo. Nicely done, Nick. Bringing it today, I don't, I don't man. Think, I don't think people really know that. I don't, I don't think that's a... No, I don't think a lot of people are going to get that right either. Yeah. Because I mean, people don't know what are the 13, what's in, what's out. You know, was no. it Georgia? Is it Florida? Is it West Virginia? I don't think is people it, can easily you know. name the 13. No, absolutely not. So I, I definitely don't think people know that Vermont is the 14th. Right. I, I agree. I think I think people are going to struggle with that one. All right. Throw a geography history my way. I got one more good one for you. I have I actually right. have like four good ones, but I'm going to choose one. Give me the only building in the United States where another flag appropriately flies above the U.S. flag. What is the only building in the United States where another flag flies appropriately above the U.S. flag. So we've been talking flags. The state capital of Texas? That is incorrect. Uh, they're always very proud of the fact that they could leave the United States whenever they want. Right, but they're not allowed to fly their Texas flag above the U.S. flag. Decent oh. guess, though. Uh, Hawaii? Hawaii is a building. I'm looking for a building. Yeah, friend. the the capital building but, of Hawaii because it used to nah, be a. Uh, it's not in Hawaii. The building's not in Hawaii. It used to be a kingdom. Right. No idea. It's a great Give question, up? though. Great question. The building is in New York. Yeah, appropriately. Oh, the United Nations. Yes, the UN is allowed to fly the UN flag above the U.S. flag at the United Nations. Okay. It's the only building in America that is allowed by law. You have to fly the American flag above all other flags by law. So there you go. I want to challenge that. <laughs> like you want to challenge doesn't that, that question just make or you, you want to challenge that law? Does, doesn't that make you just want to go fly a, a couple of flags up in your backyard and see what happens? I just think the American flag is the greatest flag. I, I love the American flag. No matter what, as much as I can be upset with the government and whatnot, the, the American flag is awesome. It's a nice flag, as far as flags go. Uh, I don't know that there's a better one per se. There's some pretty cool looking say, ones. I, I like the Jamaican flag. The Jamaican flag's pretty bad, badass. It's a very, mm. very cool design, cool color scheme. Well, it's very different than the U.S. flag. I'll give you that. Like, you know, it's a completely different take on a flag. Yes, it's, it fits. I feel like it fits Jamaica bet as well as the U.S. flag fits the U.S. Which uh, flag do you like best out of Ireland, Italy's, or France's? Who? <laughs> Ireland. You like, you like the Irish flag the best yeah, out of those three? I do. I like the Not Italian flag. Not a lot of flag. originality in those three flags, though. There's no originality. There are three lines of color. <laughs> yes. Depends on your color. lines of color. Red, white, and blue. Green, white, and orange. orange or green, white, red. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Not Not particularly original. Uh, okay, this is a very, very interesting question for historians who like Greek history. And you know I'm one of those. Uh, who was the daughter of Zeus and Nemesis and the cause of one of the most famous wars of all time? Daughter of Zeus. And Nemesis. Did you know there was a Greek goddess named Nemesis? Makes sense. Doesn't it? Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, the daughter of Zeus and Nemesis... 
And what was the other clue? And the cause of one of the most famous wars of all time. Helen of Troy? That is correct, Nick. Did yes. you know that Helen of Troy was legend Mom to be the daughter nemesis? of Zeus and Nemesis? She was a god, not. not just a person. Wow. I didn't know that. First of all, I didn't know who no, Nemesis I, I was. I thought she was a historic person, you know. Yes, like, I uh, thought she was like the daughter <laughs> of Ray. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Margaret. Just happened that to be movie, good. Uh, people gave that movie a lot of crap, but it was pretty. I mean, that, that movie, Troy, was pretty good. <laughs> it's, um, it's it's that, not historically accurate, but I don't know that we would know what historically accurate is. That, well, that's <laughs> what throws me. That's what kills you. You watch a movie like that and you think, okay, they fought a war. It's like, oh, this girl yeah, is. I know the history. She's a goddess. You know. It's like, she, you know, can you imagine being so, va- you know, so pompous about your looks that you're like, who is the father and mother of that beautiful girl? Oh, it's Zeus and Nemesis. Zeus. And Nemesis. Yep, that's where Arch Nemesis comes from. Well, I know, like, Achilles is Brad Pitt, and Paris was Orlando Bloom, and Eric Bana played Hector. So it's like, you know, you just think you're these, you know. I forgot the guy that played uh, Agamemnon. Was that his name? Yeah, Agamemnon. Yeah, Yeah, but he's a great, like, character actor who's also in all of the Tom Cruise movies. uh, what do you call it? Uh, Mission Impossible movie. So it's very funny to see him playing like a you know a Greek king. I don't know. Do you, do you know who played Helen of Troy while we're on it? In... I don't remember, but she was very pretty. Do you? I if I had to guess, I would guess her name is Diane Kruger. Oh, Diane but... Kruger! Isn't she? Uh... Yeah, it is Diane Kruger, Helen of Troy. I know. Yep. Isn't she married to uh, the, the Norman Reedus? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Norman Reedus. Norman. Apparently, in real life, Norman Reedus is some kind of handsome guy. Apparently, he married Helen of Troy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's you, pretty you good. Know him from Walking Dead. Uh, I remember a while ago. Um, it's funny. Remember, you know who her old boyfriend was? Her old boyfriend was freaking Pacey from. Pa- uh, pa- yeah, Pansy. I was gonna call him Pansy. What's his name? Patsy. Pacey. Pacey from Pacey. Dawson's Creek. I only know that because Stern mentioned them this week on the show. He, he talked about how he had a, one of the most awkward dinner nights ever with Pacey from and and uh, and Helen of Troy, and essentially he <laughs> felt like after two hours he had interviewed them and they were friends, and then he like realized going home like they must have hated me. I sat there and kept them, you know, at that table answering questions about their lives for two hours. That, that that's why because I was going to mention how I just I remember Stern talking about Beth meeting Norman Reedus in in real life and her being very taken with him. So you would imagine he just when you see the show, you don't think that, you know, he's he's quiet and I don't you know, it's awkward. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, That is. But if you needed an engine to start, you know what I mean? I mean, somebody to shoot a bow and arrow. (laughs) It's like, yeah, zombies, whatever. I'm just going to bring a crossbow. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. It is a great weapon for the apocalypse, though. I mean, because you can you get your ammo out. back. Right? Yeah, exactly. If, awesome. you, if you hit your mark, take that right back. Hit another one. All right, what you got? Uh, we're moving to entertainment. Let's do it. All right, you were talking about subtitles. Uh, was that last week's episode? Maybe. Whether or not I like subtitles in songs. Possibly. And my uh, my opinion of them is that they're garbage. Oh yes, yes, yes. I I see what you mean. Subtitles of songs, right, right. Like yeah, like the like Pina, Escape, Colada, Pina Colada song. Yeah. song and it's like I, I I don't like subtitles. Um, well, I found the ultimate one 
<laughs> to make my point. Okay. And I will ask you, my friend. And and this is why you wouldn't even know what this song was about except for what the title of the song is. And I, I even checked the lyrics to see if there's any giveaway whatsoever. You'd have no idea what the song was about if it wasn't for the title. What is the subtitle of the Simon and Garfunkel song, the 59th Street Bridge song? Feeling groovy. Feeling groovy. You got it. Yes. Everybody refers to that song as feeling, feeling groovy. groovy. Nobody knows the name and of that you, song. It's one of the ultimate. Knows the name of that song. One of the ultimate gets. I've played it in music trivia ah. many times, and nobody, everybody puts feeling groovy. The song is the 59th Street Bridge song, and if you read the lyrics, you would have no idea that that's what that song is about. No the idea. 59th Street Bridge. There's no question, and, and I, and that's an excellent, excellent example of like one of the all-time. If you get us at a, you know, some sort of tournament, or we're gonna do like, you know. A big quizzo uh, tournament type thing. There's, yeah, we call it the riddle. Right, a hundred percent chance you're gonna get ten song clips that are like that. Right. <laughs> you're, you're not, you're not gonna find not an easy feeling, one in there. We're not taking feeling groovy. We're not taking feeling groovy. That is a hundred percent correct. Um, yeah, so that's that's a great one. But uh, no, I I I like that. Um, all right, I don't know that you know this because this is something that you just would have had to come across from a you know a standpoint of seeing it over time. But my guess is you probably have seen a picture of this and and kind of wondered what the backstory is. So, in the middle of U.S. Highway 90 in Valentine, Texas, a famous pop art installation designed to look like what fashion store exists? So imagine being in the middle of a highway in the desert, and all of a sudden, like, there's nothing. When I say nothing, anywhere near it in sight. You could, you know. Yeah, you're saying highway, what? In off Texas? of Highway 90 near Valentine, Texas. Because I've been on the highway in Texas, man, and it is endless. Right. So There's, just so, there's right. a sign that says, like, eat a 96-ounce steak for, like, 20, 200 miles and get a free steak. Yeah, well, so was- imagine, like. Out of all that, you come across a spot on the road and a high-end fashion store is just standing there with nothing around it as far as the eye can see. A high-end fashion store. Yep, but it's not real. Everything inside it's real, but the whole thing is sealed. It's a pop art installation. It's supposedly one of the most famous pop art installations ever. I don't know about that. We'll have to rank those pop art installations. I- I've never heard of another one. Rig- this is not ringing a bell to me at all. Uh, I will guess, just based on narrowing down high-end fashion stores. I have an extra clue if you want it. Well, I'll guess one. Let me guess, and then if you give me the extra clue, uh, if I'm wrong, give me the extra clue. My guess is Saks Fifth Avenue. Its name appears in a movie title. Okay. It's, oh, Prada. You got it. It's called right. the. Uh, you could t- take a look, Google the Prada Marfra installation. It is a a Prada store head to toe in the middle of nowhere, on a random highway in Texas. And is it a real store? It's a total real store. Real stuff inside, totally sealed off. You can't go in it. You can't change anything in it. It's and it's designed to eventually fall into the surroundings. Uh, like they don't upkeep it. No. So, so in like fifty years, we'll drive by and see what like a product store looks like in fifty years without up- upkeep. Correct. There's no products inside though, right? Um, there's a full array of products. 
All originals. So, like, there's Prada bags and clothes and stuff? And shoes and what have you. And it was vandalized the first night it was put up. But now there's security uh, equipment installed everywhere. I wonder who commissioned that. Well, it was an artist who did it, and they had to get Prada to agree. Why would they need Prada to agree? Oh, because to, to put the name on the store, I guess. Correct. Why would Prada agree to that? I don't know, but it's a it it's an incredibly interesting picture. I can send it to you. Yeah, I'm wondering just first of all why that spot in Texas. I, yeah, that this is for something that seems nonsense. This does interest me. I, I'm interested. I my interest. Drew. I have seen I have seen this picture, <laughs> and it just is like the weirdest thing in the world. And I was like, what in God's name is this? I'm like, like not I'm not interested in going to it or visiting it all. I just I'm interested in the backstory and how it came to be why would an italian fashion designer give permission to use their brand to sink into the desert their their products in store in the middle of texas it's, it's interesting i i've seen um, some money know, was exchanged i know that whether the artist was paid or whether <laughs> prada did this as a publicity i, I don't know i, I just uh, it's interesting i wonder it, it is a uh, it is something that if you you know end up scrolling through Twitter feeds and, and things like that, it's one of those things that always comes up with a sponsored thing of, you know, list of oddities. Like, where did these, where did this come from? Why is this here? I just sent you a picture. Oh, wow. That's not what I was picturing at all. Yep. Well, that's what yeah, it, it is. It almost looks like a bank from the Wild West, you know, like yep. <laughs> concrete walls, Prada, yeah. Marfa. Yep. What's Marfa? That's the town. In Texas. Oh, yeah, because I was going to say, it says Prada Milan is what their label is. Right. No, Prada Marfa is the, the town in Texas. It's That's the name of the art installation, the Prada Marfa. Gotcha. Oh, so, like, if, I, I don't even... It's like, you, you know what's funny? Like, it was supposed like to be Prada, called... New York. If I go into Prada, New York, does it say Prada and New York under it? Uh, or does it say Prada Milan? Uh, probably says... I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. I don't shop at Prada very frequently. I do know the original installation was supposed to be in Nevada, and they were supposed to call it Prada Nevada. So. Huh. It's fascinating, though, right? right? Like, imagine if you're driving around and you see uh, that. I my interest there. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, that's one of those things. Like, I feel like that's one of those things that in 100 years, if there's no recorded human history, people are just going to be left very confused by that. (laughs) Boy, these uh, I already forgot the name. Marfa, Marfa, Marfa. Yeah. Boy, these Marfa Texas people were uh, very high end. <laughs> uh, so I'm looking at the Prada in New York, and yep. it just says Prada. It doesn't say New York under it. it just so says Prada. All right, fair enough. And that's on Fifth Avenue. That's the store. That's all right. So anyway, a lot, a lot to be taken from that. Yeah. It, again, it's not something I assumed you would get. I figured it's a good conversation piece, though. Uh, let's see. All right. Let me see if you know this one. Who created the original The Office? Who created the original The Office? Uh, that would be Mr. Gervais. Yes. Yes. Ricky Gervais. English. Now, I know you are a huge fan of The Office. Massive fan. I've seen every British office, too. Oh, you did watch it all. I didn't know that. There's only, like, one and a half seasons. There's, like, one season and a Christmas special. Oh, that's it? Yep. I didn't know that. Maybe because I love Ricky Gervais. Dude, it it is so different than the U.S. office, but 
his brilliance is unbelievable. He's Michael Scott in you know, but British, and and right. it's 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 a it's a different uh, type of character altogether. It's it's almost like I mean, is it is it funny or is it like British yes. humor? I'm not going to get. No, it's very funny. It's very very I, I funny. Think I'm gonna, I think I might t- take a look at that. Yeah, the, the, the character. Like I never got the really whole concept of the show is the same. So they're all being filmed and whatever. So it's like you know everybody's nervous in front of the camera. It's it's great. It's great. The British office is is again you can't compare it to the U.S. office because they are just gigantically different. But you will see all of the same types of relationships: the Jim and Pam, you know, the the uh, Ricky Gervais and and the uh, and Dwight, you know, that type of of uh, relationship. So the elements are there, but yeah, he's, you know, he's, uh, the thing I don't like about him is he's very, very pompous and he's very arrogant off, you know, set and like, uh, you know, guys that are atheists, like fine, you you can believe what you want to believe, but don't like basically call anybody who believes in a higher being a moron. And that's his, you know, that's his whole MO. If you have any faith in anything, you're, you're part of the problem in the world. And I just don't believe people like that are healthy for society. Let's just put it that way. Anyway, um, I got a question for you. This is uh, this is a tough one, so I think it's going to require like group effort at Quizzo, but I think you can get there, and I think you can get there because you know one part of this very well. So you'll have to figure out how to how to maneuver it. But what nickname was both a character in Greece and a famous female race car driver? All right, so nickname character in Greece. And I'll say a lesser-known character. A lesser-known character in Greece. And explain to me the female driver. Is this a character? No. The female the, driver? The female she's driver. A real... She's a real female race car driver. The first uh, drag racing driving uh, female drag racing driver ever uh, allowed in the sport. She's She is world famous, but... Not if you don't like racing. <laughs> All right. So, so I'm pretty confident and comfortable saying I probably have never heard of the race car woman, right? Okay. Yeah, I you mean. Agree? You agree I, with that? I've heard the name referenced a bunch of times. I didn't know who it was until I looked it up. So you've heard the name. I've heard the name. I didn't, Referenced. Yes. Multiple times. The, the last time I heard it referenced was in a Dennis Miller joke. You know, like he does those, those, uh, you know, that's as fast as, you know, blah, 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 blah type stuff. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's like, who is that? That was my thought. Who is that? All right. Well, Greece is definitely my wheelhouse. Now you say a lesser known yep. character. Great nickname. Lesser known character. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, by lesser-known character, are we eliminating Frenchie and Kanicki? Yes. Like, okay. those are major characters. Right, right. I'm saying, it, right. By lesser-known, we're eliminating the... Uh, the core. Yeah, the any, core. Anybody who's doing that dance at the end together, they're not in it. <laughs> the the, the T-Birds. Yeah, when they all and, come uh, down the line together, we and go the pink together. Like, yeah, you, you don't see this character there. So Eugene is eliminated. Yeah, I that. would eliminate Eugene. <laughs> he was in that dancing. All right. Um, 
I like Eugene, though. <laughs> Maybe one of my favorite characters of all time. That face he makes when he gets dunked. <laughs> I don't know why I like that so much, but I do. I think all my right. kid's ready to see Grease. Jeez. Tom. Tom is not a nickname. I'm trying to think of these lesser-known characters. I'll even give you this. It's funny it's you said, I wonder if your kid is ready to see Grease. Uh, she's not. She's not. Okay, how old? It's in high school. It's it's it happens in high school. Fair enough. It happens in high school. Uh, but I, she's I've old enough to listen si- to the music from Greece. Yes, yes, old enough to listen to the music. But I would hold off on the. Uh, what what are you going to do about Hamilton? That's coming out like next week on Disney Plus. You're going to let your daughter watch Hamilton. There is zero point zero percent chance she will want to watch Hamilton. Oh, uh, my kids love. They love Hamilton. They that's like probably their favorite thing to listen to. Oh, I I, I don't have any. So I'm gonna have a bad. I, I, there's one part I, I've seen Hamilton, and there's one part I'm just gonna have to fast forward. Um, you know, uh, Alexander Hamilton was not faithful. I don't know if you know that or not. <laughs> but uh, I'm pretty sure I mentioned that history is bad people versus worse people, and they all have flaws. <laughs> right, and as much as as much as as Hamilton is so great, he's no he hero. Did have a flaw, and it's actually what they used to tear him down. It, it's it, it created you know this his weak spot where they they caught him like paying off his mistress's husband, and because of that, they were able to sort of get him out of politics, and it's why Hamilton probably was never president. Interesting. Oh, he's also yeah, never t- president because he died fighting Aaron Burr. No, but he was by then he was older. I mean, yeah. you know, he had plenty of time to be political. But uh, Jefferson and Madison hated him. So you know, I know they, I know the Federalists versus uh, if, Republicans. If the play is historically true. Do, uh, do you want to know like why? Because Ma- Madison was a, a staunch Federalist and uh you know, Jefferson was obviously for states' rights. He didn't want a strong federal government. He didn't want that kind of tyranny. And he wanted, and to, keep wanted, be, he wanted to keep wanted his slaves. He wanted to keep his slaves. He liked being slave owner. He was a fan of being slaves. That's that's the thing that they don't tell you. It's like, oh, yeah, states' rights. What that meant was slaves. We want to keep slaves. That's why the War of 1812 was fought. It was really more of a civil war between U.S. Uh, groups of Federalists and Anti-Federalists, and Jefferson happened to come to power in the middle of it and, and switched. But basically the British were siding with Federalists, and it all came down to areas that wanted to keep slaves. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, it's that's what it was. So there's no... Yeah, or, you know, e- even more simplistically, the people running Virginia were making a fortune because they owned slaves. And that's correct. That's they were not interested in having... left alone. Right. And, well, yeah. they also wanted that philosophy expanded. It wasn't just being left alone. They wanted any new land to be settled to allow slaves. <laughs> so, it's, right. again, these are not good people. These are bad people who fought worse people. Maybe the English were worse, maybe they weren't. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I know that uh, eventually all of the countries that were under England's control stopped being under England's control. So, Yeah, one of the most interesting things of that play was that, you know, and again, how true is this? I, I assume it's true, but uh, the reason Washington, D.C. was moved from New York as the capital of the U.S. is because, like, Jefferson and Madison, they didn't feel like traveling to New York to go do their business. And Hamilton gave it up pretty much in order to have a federal banking system. And that 
because they didn't want a federal banking system because they didn't want Virginia having to pay into some nationalized bank unit. Um, but anyway, All right. that was the that was why they agree. You know, that's why it got moved to D.C. Makes sense to me. I, yeah. I, I completely understand that. So. All right. Um, where are we with it? Uh, we're still you're still trying to come up with that character. Oh, right. Yep. So I will say. <sighs> boy, that whole time I wasn't thinking of it. I the, got lost in. Uh... Here's your last clue. The dance scene. That's where. Yeah. You so is it. All right. It's the lead singer? Nope. I, I was all over this dance scene. Is it the guy commentating the dance scene? I told you it was a girl. Oh, it's a girl. Okay. Oh, man. I got it. Go for it. I, I got to think of her name. Nickname just, is all you I need. Just, the what? The nickname is all you need. Right, but it's the girl Danny takes to the dance, right? Ah, ah, yeah, but it's 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 uh, yeah, from the other high school. Ah, oh gosh, she's got a dancing nickname, dude. She does, she does. Um, man, it's having such a good week. That's <laughs> okay. To get flattened on a grease question, and I just can't. Dude, I mean, come on. This is not a flattened. You're not getting flattened. This is the most obscure character no, in Greece. This is definitely a wheel. This is a wheelhouse category for me to. to uh, for, uh, I had not. I did Gina. not know who this race car driver was before I wrote this question. I wrote it because I had to look up who this person was. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's also a nickname from a character in Greece. And now I have a uh, question. Is it is there is there a nickname? Zsa you're basically there. Cha-cha. Cha-cha. Darn it. Ah, Zsa-zsa, cha-cha. Cha-cha ah. de, Grori- uh, so de Gregorio. I'm cha-cha. I, I got to think I would have got I got to think I got to think I would have got there if I, if, I, if, I, if I if I just Yeah, so Cha-cha Muldowney is the race car driver. Cha-cha, Cha-cha, Cha-cha. Muldowney and she is uh, a legend in female race car driving. Apparently the first female drag racer ever. Um and yeah, so Dennis Miller uses her as a you know reference of getting somewhere fast, faster than Cha Cha Muldowney. Ah, I was like, who the hell is Cha Cha Muldowney? Uh, well, well done. Uh, now I well know. Done. So you got Cha Cha. That's that's the answer is Cha Cha, folks. You already got the hardest question of next week's game because you listened <laughs> to the Quizzo Trivia podcast. All right, uh, fire away, entertainment. Then we could call it a day. What movie earned Clint Eastwood his first Oscar? What movie earned Clint Eastwood his first Oscar? I have no... (sighs) All right, answer me this, because I've been fair about giving you guide and questions. Is this an old movie or or a newer movie? Like a, a more 90s or beyond movie? Hmm... You're taking the teeth out of my whole question. Yeah, okay. I mean, like, all right, so, like, I want to say something from the 70s, but the only thing I really know Clint Eastwood in, I mean, he did a bunch of westerns, and I don't know which one could have possibly earned him anything, and I know he did Dirty Harry. <laughs> so I'm not going to give you that he, you know, earned an Oscar for Dirty Harry. you think Harry. he won the best actor for Dirty Harry? No, of course I don't. <laughs> so you're on the right track. 
I figure maybe he did some. I figure maybe he did something in westerns, but the first one that I could think of was Unforgiven, and for some reason, I'm just gonna say that. But so I, that's your answer? Yeah, I just think it's a bad answer because he's Clint Eastwood, and he should have won something earlier. But sometimes that's what happens. Well, you would be correct. Wow, are you serious? Unforgiven, his first Academy Award, and it was for director. He never won for best actor. Wow, crazy! So what a disrespectful career. What a district. Yeah, but I mean, you don't. Westerns never win mo- awards. You know what I mean? Like John Wayne won for True Grit, but it was like, you know, all right, he did 180 films. Let's give him one. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was a for service. For service, service rendered. For service yeah. rendered award. Yeah. But uh, Unforgiven is is a great movie. Morgan Freeman. I. It's funny. I, I told you, I think I've said it recently on the Quizzo Trivia podcast, but. I saw that movie, and then 20 minutes in, my parents realized they had seen it like two weeks before in the movie theater. <laughs> they went to the same movie twice. And I was like, how do you, yeah. how do you, that does it take 20 minutes to realize that? That's just fascinating. So, all right. Uh, I guess that is it for episode 167 of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast for Nick. My name is Drew. We will see you next week, everybody. This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information.